Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Chris Early. Hello, Chris. Good morning. How's it going? I'm so excited for you to be on here. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that uh, I celebrate Suicide Awareness Month on Thursday, September 28th. We'll be raising money um, for the American Suicide Prevention Foundation. So with that, Chris, let's get started. So I try to tell people how I meet people before I get them on here. Um, so we met networking, and I feel ever since we've had our first one-to-one, we have consistently seen each other at different events, or at least mm-hmm. know a lot more people that you know we didn't realize were connected. Yeah, when you get out there, man, it's like a small world networking. Like it, it, I'm constantly running running across other people I meet at different stuff. Always, always, or it's. Uh, you could throw someone's name in the crowd. And they're like, oh, wait, I met her this morning or him at this last networking meeting. It, I was just speaking to someone this morning on a, a, a call and we were talking about how networking itself is a job. And then like, but it's it's crazy how small the world is. It's so crazy. Yeah. What do they say? It's not set, net SID, it's network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much work, but it's good. It's so worth it. It's such a good time. So, Chris, you're a husband, a proud girl dad, a runner, and an optimistic entrepreneur, and you work with Liberty Inspection Group. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And we were just talking that um, you are doing graduation parties right now. Yes. So we had a big one yesterday. So my oldest is a senior in high school. She's ready to go to Penn State, Maine next in the fall. Um, And of course, all her friends are graduating. So we're starting to go to graduation parties and it's it's kind of bittersweet, you know, you realize you've created a, a good human being that you're going to put into the world, but at the same time, you're going to put that good human being into the world and she's not going to be around every day now. So it's, it's, it's starting to hit. Yeah. Guy, driving away from college. Guarantee it on that first day when I drop her off. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I can, I can only imagine, you know, like you said, there's, there's, oh my God. Yeah. She's so amazing. And I'm so proud of her. Oh my gosh, now she's going to go out into this big, scary world and I'm only going to see her at certain times and she has to go figure certain things out. And it's just, that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole yeah, process. You got to do it, you know, but, but it's, it's still tough. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, So let's get started, Chris. Tell us a little bit about Liberty Inspection Group. Tell us, give us a background on what it is and what you do there. Okay. Um, Liberty Inspection Group is a home and commercial inspection company. We're based in Media, Delaware County, but we basically serve about an hour and a half radius of Philadelphia. So South Jersey, Northern Delaware, um, we provide home inspections for people that are buying a house, which is a stressful time for a lot of people. Um, I mean, not only is it like the the single biggest purchase most people will ever make, um, but it's a time when they're, they're under the gun, especially now in this market where they've got an offer in on a house and maybe there's 10 other offers. And maybe their offer is not as attractive, but this is the house they want. This is the house they want to move to. They're a lot of times they're first time home buyers. They've only lived with mom and dad and they've rented for a little while. And now they're buying their first place. So, um, and a lot of people that that age don't know much about the house. A lot of people of any age don't know a lot about a house and what could go wrong and yeah. the issues that they could find. So it's, uh, it's definitely a stressful time in their lives. When I'm thinking about home inspection, especially now a lot of my, my girlfriends are buying either their first house or their second home, things like that. And I think nowadays, and you could you have more information on this, is I keep hearing people waive inspection. Can you kind of highlight the importance of not waiving an inspection? <laughs> it, it's a tough market right now because there's not enough inventory and there's a whole lot of buyers. Um, so to make their offers more attractive, sometimes they're waiving all contingencies, not just what we do, but they're waiving their appraisal contingency. Sometimes their mortgage contingency, they're going all cash. 
they're going over asking and they're waiving the home inspection, which is a good chance for them to really kind of peel back the cover of the house and see what's going on. So, uh, I mean, it's the market right now. If you have to move, I mean, sometimes you kind of have to do it. Of course, we don't recommend it, um, but if they have to do it to get the house, I mean, that's it's kind of on them. So, um, yeah, I mean, we always find a ton of stuff, even on new construction homes, we'll find, you know, some issues. Um, and I say better to find them now than wait until your one year warranty's up or until you move in and there's a leak somewhere. And, you know, then you got to have contractors back in the house. Um, but yeah, the market's pretty crazy right now. So waiving a lot of stuff to get a house is not uncommon. It's so crazy to me. Um, I was just speaking, I guess last week I was interviewing a realtor lawyer and we were talking about this kind of stuff as well. And I was telling him how you actually know him. He was at one of your events, but um, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I know you're talking about. <laughs> um, I was talking to him about how a couple of my girlfriends, they bought flipper homes and I'm not judging flippers. There's, you know, there's obviously there's good and negativity and no matter what field you're in. And um, they've had only, only issues. And um, thank God they got home inspectors because they found even underlying issues, you know, through these flipping homes as well. Yeah. Flips are tough, man. Cause you never know what you're going to get. I mean, some flips will go in and they're great. They've redone everything they need to do. They redo the roof. They, they make sure the foundation's good. They take care of any termite issues. They replace the heater. Um, some houses you go into, they just redo the bath and the kitchen and put a coat of paint and everything up like the water heater is 15 years old and the heating system's 20 years old and the roof is going to be, is probably going to start leaking next year. So it, you just, it really depends. And it, it really is like flip to flip. Like sometimes you just walk in, it's, you just don't know what you're going to expect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they both have such dramatic different issues with their, their flips and stuff, but yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely crazy what you can find in these home inspections. And I, my brother bought his house right during the pandemic, right? Like, so I mean, we were only months in, and no one knew what was happening. Like during, and yeah, he got a home inspection, but I think because of the way the world was, it was kind of weird and stuff like that. You might have got a deal on the house, honestly. I, I, early <laughs> on in COVID, those people yeah. were getting deals because everybody was was fearful then. Oh, he definitely, yeah, he definitely got one of the houses that were deals because it's. Uh, before we got on this call, I was telling you that he had the, his wedding there because he has this huge backyard and it was really well done. Now they do, they did you work for sure. But um, yeah, you just never know what you're getting. You just never know. Yep. And we, we've all seen these uh, HGTV shows and stuff like that. <laughs> so, many, so many of our clients come into the home inspection with those kind of expectations. You know, that, you know, we're going to find all the little like, um, uh, cosmetic stuff, you know, and they want their house just, just right there. Or they've watched like Holmes on Holmes, you know, the guy, the guy who calls <laughs> yes, him. I love him. Yeah, but he's that. really a contractor. He like rips down the ceiling. He's like, oh, these shouldn't be here. Well, you, you can't do that to a house you don't own. I mean, that's kind of a problem, but those are the expectations of a lot of people too, which is funny. You know, now that you bring that up, cause yeah, again, we've all seen that show, right? Um, what are some real expectations you can ask from a home inspector? Cause I think that was another thing a lot of my girlfriends struggled with, you know, when it came to finding issues later on, it was, well, was the home inspector supposed to find this? And, or was this something that isn't part of the checklist? Like how, what is a real expectation when it comes to home um, inspectors? Yeah, we have a set of standards and the standards are basically it's at the time, at the day of the inspection only, because if something breaks after we walk out, it, we couldn't have seen it a lot of the times. Oh, good point. Uh, it, it's visual only which also means we're not ripping apart walls, obviously. Yeah, we could have seen those termites if we pulled down the sheetrock too. Unfortunately, the seller might've been a little pissed at us if we would have done that, t- torn apart their house. 
So there's some things that we just can't tell visibly unless we disassemble it. Like, hey, that hot water heater, for instance, is eight years old. We can't see the inside of it to see that the bottom of that tank might be rusting out. And if there's nothing on the outside, of the if there's nothing on the outside of the hot water heater that shows leaking or water, we can't tell. We can say, hey, it's eight years old. You, you might get eight to 10 years on a typical hot water heater. It looks fine. It's not defective. But the minute we walk out the door, it could sh start showing signs of leaking. And now, the, the, you know, the client's like, well, why did they get a home inspection? Because, you know, this hot water heater is leaking and now I'm on the hook for it. So it is limited, unfortunately. I wish we could see the future. I wish we could see more behind the walls kind of thing. But, you know, we're under certain stipulations that are, we go into the house when somebody else owns it and they're giving us permission to do a certain set of things. And that does not include tearing stuff up. So that's a good point. You kind of bring it to like, you know, thinking about the seller at the same time. I think a lot of time we think about the buyer and, you know, what, you know, what's going to happen to them when they actually buy the house, but you're right that seller still owns that house and they're the one giving you the limitations as well. Right. And we have gone a little bit further sometimes, like if we do like a pre-listing inspection, like an inspection for somebody that's getting ready to sell the house and they could give us permission to say, Hey, you can, you can open up that, that little section down there. You can take that access panel off, even though it's caulked in, or you can, you know, move that insulation aside because they own it and they've given us permission to do that. But typically when the buyer hires us, it's very limited what we can do. Oh, that makes so much sense. So you own or you're, you're a franchise with Liberty Inspection Group. Is that correct? We are actually getting ready to franchise. So no, I, when I bought in, Jess, when I got into business 15 years ago, I bought a home inspection franchise. Um, the whole franchise system is out of business now. So we are independent. Wow. Um, no, we are getting ready to franchise uh, because I think I think there's other people in this country that could really benefit from from the help we can give them. Wow. Oh, well, congrats. Cause that's super exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked by it. It's the next, it's the next, uh, uh, delineation of where we need to go. I love that. What a growth. Yes, Chris. I'm that's so it. excited. I'm hoping. <laughs> so you've been with your company for 15 years. You said you first bought it 15 years ago. Yes. Yeah. So we were in a franchise system for about eight years. Um, eight years in, I, I kind of, I got out of the franchise system and, and they, like I said, they went downhill and, and they're out of business now, but uh, yes, we've been independent for the last seven-ish. So exciting. So as a business owner, I have some stress questions for you. All right. So my first question I like to ask people is, what is the one way your business brings you stress? Uh, dealing with clients with unreasonable expectations and real estate agents. Uh, <laughs> so to get a real estate license, either you don't have to take a ton of classes that, you know, that you got to take a test, but I mean, almost anybody can become a real estate agent. Well, there's not a lot of training for them on what to do during the home inspection and how to handle the home inspection. Oh. So some agents will call us up and say, why didn't you put cost estimates in the report? And we have a good reason why we didn't, but they're upset by that. Or they'll call us a week after their client moves in and their client said their hot water heater broke. And they'll say, why didn't you see that hot water heater that broke? It was very obvious to me. So a lot of it is unreasonable expectations by the real estate agents or their clients. So that's tough. And it's just kind of like, hey, we can only see the visual stuff that's visually, you know, easily accessible. We have to set their expectations. But that always pains me because I take pride in what we do. And I always hate to hear that somebody that, A, we would have missed something. I mean, we're not perfect. For sure. B, that, you know, they're angry at us for something that they perceive that we should have seen. Yes, I like that. It, so I think a lot of people, no matter where they're at in their career or business, I think that's, you know, very, a lot of people can relate to that for sure. So how do you feel you manage the stress with your your day-to-day -day life, work and day-to-day -day life? Uh, I'd say like a healthy balance. I mean, not even like balance. Balance like means like 50-50 kind of thing, but just more like harmony, make sure everything's still working together between like 
what I do for work and the networking functions um, and my family. Um, I mean, I, I run, I try to run when I'm healthy. I have like a torn meniscus now in my left knee, so I'm managing that. I tore my ACL like eight years ago, so I still have you know little nicks and dings from that. It doesn't feel quite right, but try to stay physically active, obviously. Um, and I spend a lot of time with my family, very familial. We have family functions all the time. I have, I have two sisters that live close by. My mom's in the Pocono. She comes down every other weekend. So, you know, my, my immediate nuclear family, we're super close. And then my extended family, we, we spend a lot of time together. I love that family is so important. I love that it was part of your bio too. So it definitely shows that. Um, what piece of advice would you give another business owner when it comes to handling stress? I guess proper context. Um, just kind of like knowing where you stand um, with everything, with your business, with, with your personal life. And then and like comparison, I feel like the more I compare myself to anybody else, whether it's business or as a husband or as a father or whatever, the, the more stressed I get, the more anxious I get, the more sad I get about myself. So I feel like comparison is like the thief of, of joy, man. Like I, I try not to compare myself and straight up, I'm not on social media a ton because I feel like there is a lot of that. Like, look at me and look what I'm doing. And it's not like a lot of times in a braggadocious kind of way. It's just like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. And if you go on Instagram, you're going to see everybody's always having a good time. And somebody somewhere, if you've got a few hundred friends, somebody is always going to be doing something cool that day. And here you are sitting on your couch looking at social media. So um, I like getting on there, but I don't live on there. I think that's so great how you said it too. I, we we all tend to do that, right? We compare ourselves. If there's somebody in our field that's more successful than us, if there's somebody, maybe there's another dad that you feel like maybe is doing more work for his daughter, right? There's always something that we're comparing ourselves to. And like you said, you can go down that rabbit hole so quickly, mm -hmm. you know, and you feel it, you carry that, you feel it right in your chest as you're walking around. You're like, oh my gosh, how do I shake this off? So I, I, I think that's so well said. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like having your priorities in order is good too. I mean, I've seen a lot of people who who have a lot of money, but their marriage isn't great or they don't have a great relationship with their kids. And, and you know, listen, I'd, I'd like to make money and, and have, I want to have everything. I'm a big fan of both. I want to have everything, but priority is my marriage, my kids, my company in that order. And I feel like, well, you know, if, if I'm not crushing it, making, making millions, that's okay because my marriage is, is intact and my, my kids are good people and I have a good relationship with them. Priorities is so important. I think as a business owner, it can be easily lost, right? You get absorbed up in the business. I have to be on take this call. I have to go to this networking meeting. I have to get this done. And, you know, and then a lot of us kind of twisted going, well, I'm doing my business so I can take care of my family. So I can take, give them the life that they want, yep. but people kind of overlook, you know, they want you part of the life too. It's not just, they want the fancy things. They want you there. And I think that can be really easily overlooked. Yep. Okay, so let's get in to my favorite. I shouldn't say favorite. I just think the lightning round is just so fun. So what were you afraid of as a child? Oh, oh that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe drowning? <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, being trapped under the ice and drowning? I don't know. Isn't that like everybody's like worst fear after public speaking or something? the dark or something or clowns but surrounding it i don't know it's a speed round it's the first thing to pop in my head i like it go with it go with it be you be you okay <laughs> <laughs> one subject you would like to learn more about uh swimming class no <laughs> no um uh, you know honestly like like cryptocurrency and blockchain 
like we, we own some some cryptocurrencies. I have some Bitcoin. Um, I actually have a mining machine. It's not turned on right now in my basement, um, but I don't still don't really know how it works. I know I know that, you know, kind of the, the whole big picture of, of the mining machine, you're creating new cryptocurrencies and you're supporting yeah. the blockchain. But I feel like that is just like a whole new world, man, of like transacting with people that's going to happen in the future. Oh, for sure. It's coming. What is one of your nicknames? Oh, all right. Well, my fraternity nickname in college at Temple was Opie. <laughs> can you see the, can you see it? <laughs> you know, from the Andy Griffith show, Jess, is that before your time? <laughs> all right. Well, there's this, this, this cute, skinny, all American kid, this kind of naive. Um, that was my freshman year of college. I like that you threw the cute part in. <laughs> You're like, he was cute though. And <laughs> all right, last one. What item is worth spending money on? More money on? Personal development. I'm one of those guys. I'm totally one of those like personal development junkies. Um, I hate the people that spend a ton of money on personal development and never do anything with it. Like they go to the real estate seminars or they go to the Tony Robbins stuff and then they come back and they're all full of piss and vinegar, but then they, they never do anything with it. So I'm definitely not that person, but I love me a good book. I love me some good audible, you know, personal development type stuff. I love going to the occasional conference where I'm learning stuff. So I, yourself, the answer to your question is yourself. You can't spend too much money yourself. I like that. I like that in so many ways. Um, so Chris, for our listeners listening and they're in our neighborhood, they're in the media area or within that hour territory of yours, what is the best way for them to contact you? Our website is the best thing, libertyinspections.com. So if, I mean, if they just want to ask us a question about their house, they can call in. We always offer that out to like our past clients. You know, if you ever have a question about your house that you're not sure where to go to, just call us. Uh, but yeah, website, libertyinspections.com. Um, they can schedule an inspection online if they want to do it there as well. Oh, awesome. And all your information will be repeated in the notes or wherever you found this podcast. Chris, what is the one thing you want the listeners to take away from today's episode? Uh, get your home inspection if you can. Don't stress too much about buying the house. Um, we do encourage people that are buying a house to show up with whomever they want. And that means if their Uncle Joe is a carpenter or a contractor, bring them. You know, wow. if dad wants to take a look at the house, bring them. If your mom wants to look, look at the house, bring her. I mean, we do home inspections and sometimes there's 10 people there. They bring wow. the whole extended family. And a lot of times it's a second or third or fourth set of eyes helping us. And it's, it's, it's never a bad thing as far as concerned. We encourage that and definitely show up to your home inspection. Um, but, but don't stress. I mean, it's a house. Things are going to happen to a house. It's going to need to be maintained, especially a lot of the houses around here. They're, they're not new construction. A lot of the houses around here were built in the forties, fifties, sixties. So, um, it's a house stuff's going to happen, but any amount of money will fix it. So, I mean, <laughs> some amount of money will fix it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love that you encourage another set of eyes. I feel like most people would think that would cause too much pressure, but I think the way you just said it was, it was another person to look at something. It was another person to open a different cabinet that I didn't get to and things like that. So I, yep. I love that. that. Yeah. That's amazing. And like you said, because it's such a stressful situation, maybe that person in our life brings, relieves a lot of their stress. And so I really appreciate that. Chris, I appreciate you so much for coming on today's episode. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for making time out today. Thanks for having me, Jess. Appreciate it.